Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. With me today, Jay Harvey. Good to be with you again, Jim. Jay, so glad to have you alongside us. We're in this series about pure love, a, yes. a phrase that, well, just has all kinds of uh, things that comes to mind. I know we talked last week, you know, you had some pure love in the fourth grade, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was pure love. It was just, you know, the, the puppy love, the writing the notes and, and wanting to and, have a girlfriend or someone like you. And you didn't want to do anything. You just wanted someone to acknowledge that, you know what, I'll be alongside. That's right. That's it. And there's a certain, certain purity about that, I suppose. But now let me ask you this, as an adult man, mm-hmm. how about that pure love thing? What would you say? Wow. Uh, it gets a little bit more complicated as you grow, right? Um, but it is something that you seek. When you read about pure love, when you, when you read and you get to understand your relationship with God and, and you're introduced to the possibility of, of a pure love, a purity uh, that comes from God and a love that's unconditional, the problem I have is that when I try to put those two things together in my own life, I always come to the conclusion that ah, I just can't do it like everybody else probably can. I don't think I can get there. But I, I want to, and, and there's something intriguing about uh, wanting to experience that type of love. And that's why this topic today in this series has been so uh, interesting for me. There's so much about love that can be broken and be impure. Right. That the concept of pure love, where I don't have any fear, which gives me peace, that makes me whole, I want some of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today, pure love and how your life can be changed by it. As you're listening to Viewpoint today, you might have a thought or a question. You might even want to ask for some advice wherever you are in your head. We want you to know we're glad to hear from you. We have a 24-hour toll-free line. It operates every day of the week, seven days of the week. This is the number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. And I'll give you the number again at the end of our broadcast, but for now, just know this. We want to hear from you. Pure love. That's what we're talking about, Jay. Mm-hmm. And as we're talking about it, the phrase actually comes uh, from history because there was a guy named Samuel Logan Brengel. Mm-hmm. He was a Salvation Army officer who lived mostly in the 19th century and into the early decades of the 20th century. He was a very articulate and compelling, charismatic figure who knew how to communicate truth. He had an experience out of his own journey in life where he gave this phrase pure love. He, he had a tough upbringing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He came from a home where his dad died as a little boy. His mom remarried, but that wasn't easy. Then his mom died. He's out on his own as a teenager. He tries to find his way in life. Ultimately, he finds his way into the arms of Jesus and sees Mm -hmm. Jesus as Lord. He understands forgiveness of sin, but there's still a missing piece. He wants more. He feels like there should be more. And as he is thinking about these things as he's just walking through life. He's a young man in his 20s, and he has an experience where he just says to God, I want, I want all of you. I want everything there is. I don't want to just be a part. I want the whole. And he said that the Holy Spirit fell on him. Mm-hmm. He described it as a kind of second blessing, or maybe as some people would say, a second work of grace. However you want to describe it, he had a real experience where Having believed in Jesus already, he had a deeper filling of the Holy Spirit that possessed him, and he described it as, I just suddenly saw everything with bright light in the sense that the sky was a brighter blue, the trees were a deeper green, the sound of the birds was more compelling. 
I remember he wrote even, there was a worm on the sidewalk and I had to step right. over it because everything was so precious. Right. I was filled with an all-encompassing, amazing love that he said it was just pure, pure love. love. right? Unadulterated. Right. Not right. compromised by anything. There was nothing manipulative. There was nothing to take away from. I just wanted more. I want to mm-hmm. drink from that well as long as I live. And so he did. Right. Wow. But how to get there? You know, I read that stuff, and I know you've read some of it too, Jay. Sure. And you think, boy, that sounds really great. How does that happen for me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> because I think all of us have moments where we've wanted to love, but then we saw that our love was really imperfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How to get there? Jay, have you ever seen the Salvation Army out and about? Well, I, you know, at Christmas, I see, the, I see the buckets. I see the guys ringing the bell. But, wow, I guess there's more, right? There's more, because <laughs> the Salvation Army is actually a movement within the larger Christian family, and it has some important themes that I think we all respect and admire. One is what Bringle described as pure love in the sense that a sense of holiness, that the Holy Spirit is not the also-ran in the Trinity of God. You know, right. we sometimes, well, we get God the Father, we get God the Son, but how about the Holy Spirit? That's a little bit of fuzzy. Right. No, no. He saw the Holy Spirit as a co-equal part of the Trinity, interactive with us, and that that Holy Spirit could possess us and not only give us new life, but transform us, renew our minds so we'll be more like Jesus and actually equip us supernaturally to do things we couldn't do otherwise. And one of those things is to resist the temptation to be less than our best so that we could overcome what the devil throws in front of us right. and not be a slave to wanting to do the right thing, but just powerless to do it. No, he thought the Holy Spirit can possess me and empower me to do the right thing day in and day out. So there's that piece. But that holiness that's individual and personal, Mm -hmm. the Salvation Army always understood as also leading to social holiness. So it's not enough just to myself think, I'm holy, I'm set apart, I'm an instrument for God, I'm, I'm doing the right stuff. No, I have an obligation, I have a responsibility to breathe that truth and, and that wholeness, that pure love into the yes, world around and, me. And to, and to have an effect everywhere that you go, not just on one day of the week, but, but everywhere that you go, to be what Christ calls as salt and light, to impact for the kingdom. And that is an ongoing thing. And so when you experience that pure love, that power, you get a, a deeper understanding of what God is trying to do through you in the world because he loves all. And uh, that's a very, very important time in a believer's life when you finally maybe make that surrender to say, I I know that I've confessed my sin and I know that you love me, but I have a feeling that there's more and I surrender to that. That is what happened to Bringle. And then what happened next was this experience that he had with, as he described, his pure love. And the Salvation Army, which formed him, Mm -hmm. uh, has always had this in its blood. And so what you described at first, most people know about the Christmas bell ringing, started in San Francisco a long time ago to help people give an offering at Christmas to help the poor and the needy as part of their expression of pure love. Mm -hmm. All right. How do I get there, though? You don't have to join the Salvation Army to get this. I mean, it's, it's available to anyone who is seeking the Lord's face and power in their life. And Brengel found a text in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 14, that he considered 
held the key to unlocking this door to pure love. Right. What does it say, Jay? It says, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Wow. Well, it's a vivid story, and I remember it from long ago as a child learning it in the Bible storybook. You know, this idea of leprosy, which is a very obvious disease. You know, some things we carry in our bodies that are broken, nobody can see. Right. Leprosy is for everyone to see, especially in an ancient time where clothes were not fitted. And so, mm. you know, you had an exposed arm or, or some mark where leprosy, which is a disease of the skin, could be observed. It was a terrifying disease. Nobody wants to be in the company of someone with leprosy. It was seen as highly contagious, and so on and so forth. And these lepers, who are the pariahs of their society, they are the social outcasts to the max. Right. They're desperate, and they think that Jesus can help them. They've heard stories told. They're not sure, but hey, if you're desperate, you'll try anything. That's right. So as you just read, they went to Jesus, and they cried out to him. And the key to pure love in Brengel's view, and I'm, I'm becoming a believer in this, is in Jesus' reply. Right. What does he say to them about their leprosy? Yeah, he, he, says, he says, go show yourselves to the priests, which would have been something that in that day would have happened had they thought they were already healed, to go and show themselves to the priest, to, to prove that they had had healing and they could re-enter society. But it says in verse 14, he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests, and they weren't healed yet because the next part of that verse says, as they went... They were cleansed of their leprosy. That's the key. Right there. That, that's the intersection, isn't right. it? Right. I mean, there's a lot of earth we could dig out of these verses about faith in God, his power to heal, the restorative power of God. But for now, think about this. The promise of healing, the promise of wholeness, or in this case, the promise of pure love, the wow. encompassing yeah. spirit of God, the supernatural work of restoration is available to the lepers as they walk. Right. I'm just imagining the scene. <laughs> and they're, they're hearing Jesus talk, and they want to believe that this could happen for them, but there's no evidence yet. Right. I mean, I'm looking at my arm, Mr. Jesus. You right. want me to head out to the priest's house, and I'm looking at my arm, and he's not going to even come out of the house when he sees me, because I can see the stuff on my arm. I see the lesions. I see the open wound. I see the dried blood that leprosy leaves as a stain for all to see. And yet, right. you're telling me I will be clean if I'll go do it. So I have a choice to make. Mm. Well, I stand here paralyzed, afraid, and just desperate because nothing is changing, or do I take a chance? Do I take a chance that I'm going to start walking, mm -hmm. believing that somehow, in a way I can't understand, some way on this road, you're going to fulfill your promise? That's it right there. Right. Have you ever found yourself, Jay, in a situation where you felt broken inside? That's, I, Sure. I've, I've known you a long time. I've yes. never seen leprosy. Right, but, right, but, right. But have you had a moment where you have a kind of leprosy of a relationship that's got some pockmarks or, you know, something isn't right, and sure. you just don't know what to do with it? Sure. And, and, and in those moments, and one that I think is common to all of us, Jim, is, is if we've been hurt or wronged and uh, we are bearing the brunt of that and it's causing us pain, you know, the Lord does gently whisper sometimes for us to go, to go and extend a hand of 
reconciliation or to forgive someone. And what we do, and much like the lepers would probably do, is stand and, and wait for the feeling to come that all will be well or that they will apologize first or that they will reach out first. And it doesn't work like that. To, to encounter that pure love that's offered through the power of the Holy Spirit, often we don't really take advantage of it or it doesn't uh, come into our lives in a way with power until we start to move. When I, when I start to extend that hand of forgiveness first, then I start to experience that pure love again. And I remember uh, what Christ did. And I remember his mercy and his compassion. And then it builds and I want to do it more and more. So I'm not saying it's easy, but what I'm saying is, is that he often tells us the same thing as he told the lepers. Start to walk. Start to make that phone call to say you're sorry, or start to extend a hand of reconciliation to someone who's hurt you. They may not say they're sorry, but I promise you'll be made well. And it always happens that way. And I'll suggest that no matter what the other person does, right? if you want to taste some pure love, if you want the clothing of love which leads to a peace, the like of which you've never known, you have to trust that God is going to do the work in you as you're committed to going forward. That's it. So I've had some experiences where I felt deeply wounded by other people. Sometimes it's really provoked by my own folly. Yep. I, I deserved it. Sure. But it still makes me anxious to be with them. Right. Or it was wholly unprovoked, and they're just a mess up, but I got pretty beat up by it. Right. And then I approached meeting them or walking down the road to see them, and I just have so much of a jumble of feeling inside. Mm. I can't do this. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know what, what if I say the wrong thing? I don't want to be with them. It's too stressful. I just have to avoid them. I have to on and on and on. And the premise here is, and we're just illustrating one part right. of broken life. There are right. so many other broken things we could talk about, but here in a relationship, to believe that God's promise of his Holy Spirit to do in my heart what I can't do for myself, I cannot will my anger or my anxiety or my stress or my fear away. I cannot do it by myself. But if I'm committed to going forward, God will supernaturally possess me by his spirit along the way so that by the time I get there, I will be free. Amen. That's it. I tell you, that's a great insight. And uh, that that has been so true in my life over and over. And, And even though it's happened over and over again, when it happens the next time, I will still struggle with it. Jesus met up with some lepers. They cried out to him for healing. He told them to walk to the priest. And as they made the decision to walk forward, even though they were not yet healed, they were healed along the way. This was referred to by Mr. Brengel, who's inspired our thoughts today as the obedience of faith. That's actually a phrase out of Romans chapter 16, the obedience of faith. Faith requires us to obey. And if you want to have pure life, if you want to have pure love, if you want the Holy Spirit to fill you with a kind of peace that you cannot otherwise know and to equip you to do what you could not otherwise do, you have to be willing to obey what is not yet seen but understood to be the right thing to do. And that obedience of faith is a key for all of us today. How about you? Where are you living? What's your life like? Do you feel like you're trapped? Do you feel like there's just no way around the box you're in? Do you have some fears or anxieties? Do you have some broken places? Do you have some unresolved disputes? What? Well, here's an answer. Give your heart to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, you might think, oh, I've heard that a thousand times. No, try it this time. Mm -hmm. 
all of us need to surrender our lives into the hands of Jesus Christ the Lord, acknowledging that we by ourselves are not enough, that we have sin, we have guilt, we have shame, there are things we wish we had not done. Give it all to God. Just allow him to make you new. Jesus paid the price for you. You don't have to write a check. You're not doing penance. You are not trying to earn this. You just have to receive it as a gift. God loves you. And the Justice of heaven has been made right, and the law books have been balanced because Jesus died for you. But there's more. Once you do that, then take that obedience of faith and get some pure love so Mm. that you can walk in the clothing of the Holy Spirit. It can change everything. And then not only will you be changed, you'll start to change the world around you. That's right. How to get there? Well, pray with us. Sincerely, authentically, join us in this prayer. Our Father... We're thankful, Lord, that you invite us to speak to you. And we're thankful, Lord, that we are not worthy and we are not being heard because we have earned the right to speak to you, because you are perfect and holy without flaw. But we, Lord, flawed as we are, have been made clean by the work of your son, Jesus. Mm. And we thank you for that work. We accept it. Forgive us of our sin, Lord. Cause us to be born again and to be made new. But, Lord, we want also more. We pray also that you will fill us and possess us by your Holy Spirit. We want the pure love that he brings. And Lord, if there is a step we need to take, any of us praying together today, if there's a place we need to go, if there's a road we need to travel, if there's a a priest's house we need to visit to show ourselves restored, whatever it is, Lord, help us to act on the obedience of faith. Even though we are still anxious and we may not feel the Holy Spirit's transformational presence just at the minute, help us to be committed to doing the right thing, knowing that as we head out to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. you will do the impossible thing and fill us with your pure love and make us whole. We want to be holy, Lord. We want to be loving. We want to be pure. We can't do it by ourselves. We ask you to do it in us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Having prayed with us, what next? Call us up. This is the number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone. You can share your heart with us. You can ask for some good counsel, or maybe you just want to share with us your thoughts. We're so glad to hear from you. But if you would prefer not to call us on the phone, you can also check us out online. What's our web address, Jay? Jim, that would be www.cbhviewpoint.org. CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's the acronym for who we are. cbhviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry on air and online. And you can also send us an email. We will reply. Or the last, if you prefer, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint. Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018. USA. But whether you check us out by line or use the post, please let us hear from you this week. You know what, Jay Harvey, I think in the years I've known you, I've seen you find some pure love. Mm, Yeah, thank you. And uh, we all want some more. Yes, we do. And we're so glad that you've joined us today, and we hope that you'll join us again next week as we try and help you see your world from heaven's view and to help you see how you can experience even pure love. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.